by the power of Ray Skull. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Serial Box Prize Podcast, the podcast that serves you three scoops of pop culture. And we are back, and I'm back with my co-host, the man with the master plan, the ghost with the most, the man that's rocking it all the time, my partner, Aaron Schmelzer. Aaron, what is going on? Because it is 2021. It is 2021, and thank you for that introduction. <laughs> I like that. Um, no, it's everything's good, other than it's it's uh, it's cold up here in the north this week, you know. So, you know, I think the last time we talked, we were talking about snow, and we're still talking about snow, and it's like four degrees outside right now. So, yeah, uh, I'm cold. <laughs> Bro, I went outside today, and it was like 8 degrees this morning. It felt like, what's that movie, The Day After Tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I felt like Sub-Zero was about to freeze me outside as I stepped outside. (laughs) That's how cold it was. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be cold tomorrow, too, and then get some snow on Monday or Tuesday. But, yeah. Yeah. Cold up here, but the store shelves are still empty, and the toys are still hot. So, Oh, man, we have so much stuff to talk about because for the listeners, uh, two weeks ago, there wasn't an episode because I had to do a gig so that I could get some money to buy some toys from our buddy Dave at his toy shop. And man, did I go in. Let's talk about our toy pickups from when we went to our good old buddy Dave's toy shop, man. Um, Aaron, I know you went all in too as well. Um, yeah. And first of all, let me say thank you, sir. I shall knight thee as the greatest knight of toy pickers ever because you found me the NECA Wrap of Cram figure. So thank you so much, man. And you also found me uh, during the week the uh, Baxter and Splinter 2 pack. So thank you again, man. Yeah, we were just talking about this before the show. I'm finding all the stuff for you, but nothing for me. But no, I found a few things. But yeah, Dave's store was definitely a uh, a uh, breath of fresh air. It was good to see you in person because I think that's the first time that we've seen each other since the flea market ended. Um, you know, or since we stopped going in about what September. Yeah, you know, ish. And then um, you know, it was good to see Dave and his wife, and you know, um, and Mike. So it's good to see everybody. Um, You know, we were safe. We were socially distant, you know, uh, and I met your brother for the first time. So, you know, that was cool, Uh, you know, and uh, all wore our masks. And but no, it was, you know, we don't at least me. I haven't found retro. You know, I think we talked about this in the last podcast. I didn't found retro at like Savers or Goodwill or even on Facebook Marketplace recently um, in probably like three months. You know, um, I found one little bag the other day that had like two mask figures and like the 
the guy like a Voltron figure and something else that I found at Savers, but it was only like a tiny little, <laughs> tiny little bag, no vehicles, no, no nothing. So I was just like, ah, eh, I'll take what I can get. But going to Dave's store, it was like, okay, we're going, we're going all in. You know, I know you and I both talked about, you know, we're going to, we're going to bring the money. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, we did. So yeah, I, I, I got, felt, I, yeah. you know, what's funny speaking about bringing the money. I felt like Scrooge McDuck. I just jumped into my pile of coins and just like brought everything with me, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. I got there probably about 20 minutes before you did. And, but it's funny because like, even though you and I collect very similar things, our goals right now are so different, you know? Um, You know, I'm very heavily in the battle beasts and the brave star. And, you know, I've kind of, it's not that I it stopped collecting turtles, but like t- I put turtles on hold, you know, for right now because I feel like I, we talked about this before too. You could just go, you know, yes. Oh, so yes. so you just got to focus. So I got I got what four more battle beasts. So I think I'm missing like twenty. Like I want to say roughly twenty off off my list. So. Nice. Um, and then, uh, got a couple complete, which was cool. Um, and then, um, I, they, I, they had a lot of small soldier stuff. So I picked up, you know, about four right. more small soldiers figures and, um, that was like the big purchase. Oh, I got the die Ruger fists. He put nice. those aside for me. So one f- clipped in perfectly and the other one, cause it was, it was broken. It just kind of hangs there. But still, like to find those little fists, man, and I'm, I gave you those pieces. I don't know if yes. you started started researching that. Oh, <laughs> I'm already gonna get the Die Ruger. Um, for those listening, if you don't know who Die Die Ruger is, Die Ruger is the vehicle Voltron, and he is amazing when he's completed together, man. That's an awesome looking figure, man. Yeah, and, and it's funny because like I think in the Voltron line and in the, in the cartoon animated series, there was the vehicle Voltron. There was the Gold Lion Voltron. Wasn't mm-hmm. there one more? I think there was three of them. There was three Die Ruggers. It was Gold Lion, Vehicle, and there was one more. There's three of them. I, 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 my mind is blank right now of what the third yeah. Voltron is. Not, I, I think, I, I mean, I coll- so funny story about that one. So it was kind of a weird chain of events. But when I was a kid, I had, I didn't have the whole thing. Right. Of of the Die Ruger. I had like four pieces. You know, I had a piece of the leg, a piece of the thigh, and I think I had one of the cars and like another random piece. I think the, the chest piece, like the jet. But I played with the part of the leg. It looks like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's blue. It's got a little white brick that pops out. I gave you one of them. And yeah. um, and it, and it, it's got like a head on the front that folds up that clips into the the leg. Anyways, when I was like five or six years old, that that was like my favorite toy because it had the the um, where if you like revved it on the floor, you yeah. know, it builds up. It had that traction, and so like the traction would go. And so like I I mean I played with that piece for years. You know, that was like one of my favorite toys, even though it was only a piece of the diary. Fast forward to about how did my dad was up. So it was probably two years ago at the flea market when my dad came. I found a bag of parts at the flea market for the die Ruger. And that part was in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is what it went to. 
I didn't know what that piece went to because I'd never found it. You know, I'd never researched it. Nice. You know, and then I was like, okay, I got to complete this thing. <laughs> so, so over the past year, I've been trying to, you know, that's kind of one of the my eBay saved listings is like the Die Ruger Fist because that's the last piece that I need. It's weird though because that one never came with a weapon. Mm, okay. Okay. So I guess there's like you can buy a weapon that goes in the fists. Right. Like there's like somebody make them. But if you look at the package, its main weapon was those firing fists. Like right, the fists right. were like kind of like that, you know. And so I was like, oh, okay. Because every other Voltron that's come out had has had the big swords or the you know the Full shield. Blazing sword. Yeah. <laughs> so like that one, I was like, oh, man, do I need to find the damn sword for this thing, too? But I researched it when I sent you the pictures um, for for your your uh, research. I was like, oh, there's no weapon, you know, when it came in that. Because you could either buy it in three boxes. It was like the air pack, the land pack, and the sea pack mm, of okay. the vehicle Voltron. Or you could get it in that big box. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you can get them in separate boxes, like the vehicle, yeah. the C-Pack. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like the helicopters and like the, the the chest plate, the arms, those would have came in the, the air pack, you know, and, and, the, and, the, and the helmet, I think, because it kind of looks like a jet. And then the land pack was the arms with the fist, um, the two thighs, and it, it's cool because you could actually combine – those into three separate vehicle kind of components as well. Oh, that's awesome, man. Man, Die Rugger, I love Voltron, man. You know, it's funny, man. I was I was listening to a um a YouTube channel actually and uh um Retro Blast and, and uh the guy that runs the channel with his wife, man, it's a very, very informative channel and they were going over the Voltron series and I guess like the animated Japanese Voltron, the original Voltron Japanese series, yeah, it's very heavily adult oriented, and there's a lot of violence in it. Mm. But I guess like when it was bought from Japan to come to the U.S., a lot of things were taken out from it. Oh yeah, and it's like the complete opposite. So now, like, I want to see the original um, Japanese version because I guess there's like a scene in the first episode where like. There's all these human slaves and like they're like chopping their bodies and like you would not see that in the cartoon kid version of the U.S. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's very interesting, man. Like, Well, our, our culture in the United States, a lot of things have to be kind of edited and taken out uh, that that, you know, I mean, look at, um, you know, the example that's coming to mind is like even Pokemon, you know, there was a a scene where like Misty was like in a waterfall or something and it was just a silhouette of her, you know, that got taken out. I think there was a Japanese card that they made um, and it was supposed to be like Misty's special power or whatever. And like that card was produced in Japan, but when they made the U S set of that set, it was taken out, you know, and, and a lot of things like that. Like if you, if you watch uh, Japanese animes, um, the subtitles versus the English dubs, the subtitles are usually like, fuck you, you know, like, like yeah, this and, that. Yeah, yeah. and then the English sub is, is something very PG, you know, like right. damn you or something. It's like, it's, it's very, it's very different. 
And so, like, a lot of purists, like, you know, they want to watch the Japanese anime in Japanese with English subtitles because the translation and the dubbing does not do it justice for the American culture. Oh, wow, that makes sense. Yeah, man, like, it, it's weird. I'm very interested in, like, watching the, the original Voltron uh, Japanese version, but, man, we just went into a Voltron rabbit hole right now. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, yeah, you picked up a lot of great things at Dave's store with, with the toy pickups, and, like, I, I know me and you picked up some of those Nintendo Power magazines. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, my God. Aaron, all right. If If you're listening right now and you're in your 20s and... You've never heard of Nintendo Power Magazine. So, growing up, uh, you know, we had no internet. It wasn't like it is now when we grew up yeah. with the NES. But I'm, I'm flipping through the Nintendo Power Magazine, and I get into this one page. There we go. There we go. Mario <laughs> Kart. For, for, for those listening, Aaron's just showing me one of the Nintendo Power Magazine's <laughs> covers um, with Bowser on it. But, uh, yeah, so I'm flipping through the magazine, and, like, I get to this ad, and it's the Nintendo hotline where you can call and speak to a Nintendo wizard so that they can help you get through whatever level you're stuck on. And I'm saying to myself, I'm like, wow, we've come this far in video gaming where yeah. back in the days, it was 50 cents per minute. You can talk to somebody and just be like, yeah, hi, I'm playing Metroid and I'm stuck in like level two. I'm trying to get the power up. Do you know where it is? Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to go through like the top stairs and make a left. And uh, once yeah. you beat the rag door down the and I'm just like, man, somebody got paid to like do that back in the days. Like, can you yeah. imagine if like now playing PlayStation, like you would have to call somebody, like, hey man, you're calling the PlayStation hotline, how can I help you, bro? I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, in the I, we talked about this, I think one of our first podcasts or maybe second, there was that, um, documentary i think it was on netflix it was all about like the history of video games and that they they showed those guys with like they got some special jacket like i'm a nintendo power uh you know uh you know superstar whatever it was and i guess i guess they like when he wore that jacket out like kids would approach him and like the arcades and stuff and be like how do you beat this level like what's going on and i'm like man that had to have been the coolest freaking job and um the movie the wizard um you know that where they first uh, debuted super mario 3 they actually call that helpline in the hotel and That's it right. was like it was like a plug and it was like okay in ninja gaiden you know we got to beat this because they didn't know what game they were going to be playing in the finals so like that was one of like the coolest things i always wanted to call it as a kid but i was afraid like my mom would be like you just spent how much money on like you know figuring out how to beat a video game <laughs> yeah man man the wizard was an uh, the wizard was just like a a Nintendo commercial. It was an hour and 30 minute Nintendo commercial, man. Yeah. But the Power was, Glove. Oh, man, man. That movie, <laughs> that movie was amazing, man. a piece of shit. They didn't show you that that Power Glove, like, because what, what, I forgot the guy. I want to say Zach, but I know that's wrong. I think that was the other kid's name. But, like, the, the, the main protagonist in the movie, he had the Power Glove. And they don't show you in the movie that you had to have this sensor. It was three sensor bars to go on your TV. 
like but they were like these blocks and you had to put those on your TV so that you could use the power glove to like move around and the buttons were programmable but like like you would do this and it wouldn't work or you know you would move it or if you scratch your face your character would go nuts like it was it was a it was a great like plug for that and it was cool looking but like man it was like one of the worst peripherals like the angry video game nerd did a great like review on it and was like this is the worst thing ever to buy yeah that is that that that, that is hilarious man it's funny going back to like what, what you were saying like some of those nintendo wizard guys like they will have like these jackets like oh yeah i won like super mario brothers 3 with the highest score like can you imagine like being that guy in 1990, like that guy must have got a lot of girls. Like he's just wearing his jacket, he's coming out of work, and all the girls are like, "Oh my god, look at him! He's a Nintendo <laughs> wizard." He's a I don't wizard. know. I don't know if he got a lot of girls, but like I'm sure some of the guys probably were like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> I don't think it was. I don't think video games were that big back then. But you know, I, I think. Uh, I definitely think the arcades were probably a good place to meet girls where there's no no more arcades anymore. I guess you you can consider Dave and Busters or, you know, like those types of places, you know, arcades. But, you know, like we used to go to a mall and there would be an arcade, you know, and you could hang out in an arcade and you'd put your quarter down and you'd be next in line to play what other what other game. But. No, I mean, man, but talking about like Blast from the Past, the cool thing about these and the reason that I had it kind of like here, um, well, I'm showing, <laughs> we're, we're audio, I'm showing this stuff, um, is I had the Nintendo Powers, is that uh, my son got into them. So like, he he's big into Mario Kart anyway, so like I just kind of left them on the table just to see what he would do, and he started flipping through them, and he started like really looking at them, and he was looking at the pictures, and he was like, "Oh, Dad, this is how you beat this level, you know, this is how you get this secret, you know." And I was telling him because like he's used to Mario Kart that we have today, he's not used to Super Nintendo Mario Kart, which is vastly right. vastly different and a hell of a lot harder, and um, so. I, he goes, oh, this is Mario Kart. And I was like, yeah. So inside that issue, they had all the levels. All the levels look the same. They're just round, you know, like you might have <laughs> right. Bowser's Castle. It's a loop, you know, it's four left turns with maybe a couple obstacles here and there. There's no real, you know, zigzags. There's no, you know, going figure eights. It's all circles. And so it's um, it's it's incredible to see kind of how far we've come. But he's looking at it and he's like, oh, there's the shortcut, you know. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That That is where the shortcut is when in, in this circular level. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I, I, um, I picked up, like, three three of them from Dave's store, uh, three Nintendo Powers. And one of them had Battletoads. Yeah. Uh, in the cover, and uh, for those that never played Battletoads on NES, it's a pretty tough game, man, but what I loved about Nintendo Power is that when you open up those pages and it was just a map, yeah. it just gave you, like, a giant map, and it gave you, like, how to beat the, the Speed Racer level on Battletoads, and, like, right. how to get to this level, and it's, like, a whole map, and I'm, like, wow, like, as a kid back then, we had to follow this, like, an actual map, like, if we're going mm-hmm. on an adventure, like, yeah. you know, and nowadays, you can just go on YouTube and watch, like, a, a gameplay thing and just right. get through something, and, like, you know, just having that, like, in your hand, it's just awesome, because we're so used to now just going online and looking at these gameplays, but, like, to have an actual map, 
Like, mm-hmm. do you remember that back in the days? Like, like codes and, and like oh, yeah. and like maps. Like, you'll be you'll be in like sixth grade, and you're like, man, some kid's gonna have the code to get reptile in Mortal Kombat here. Yeah. Okay, who has the codes? I need some codes. Yeah. Who has the blood code for Sega Genesis Mortal Kombat? Oh, like man. codes were such a big thing back then, man. Like, oh my god. Yeah. I used to go online and just look up codes all the time. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, but I, I remember in the back of the manuals, there was a place that you could write in, you know, your codes, you know, or your passwords or whatever. Like in, in a lot of the Super Nintendo games, you know, because you know, kids today again auto save or you know backup save or you could save your game every five seconds the original nintendo you had to leave your nintendo on you know yeah. with, with most games or later on they developed like a password system where if you got to a certain level they would give you a password and then you could continue from that point you know kind of i think one of the first if not it probably wasn't the first but like at least in my mind was punch out like because after every three levels you beat it would give you a code and show that little cutscene of you know little mac running you know and they'd be like okay here's your code to go to the next level you know the next set of three bouts but that's uh, awesome yeah man i re- hey aaron what about uh what's the number one nintendo code that everybody remembers the konami code okay let me see if i if 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 i remember it is it up up down down left right left right b a b a it's I think I think you're you're there. I think it was B A select start. Okay, okay. B B A B A select start. And then like cause everybody had to use that on Contra. Right. Because on- Contra was a beast. And I think that gave you like ninety nine lives or something like that. You know what's crazy? I can't believe that I can still remember a code from like thirty five years years ago but i can't remember my parents freaking home number (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 that it's that memory you know it's that like hey you're probably still going to use that code at some point in your life you know what i mean (laughs) you know you know like when you have to fill out like a like like an application or or, a waiver form and it tells you uh can you please put in an emergency contact number like me i'm like I can't remember my parents' number, but, but hey, here's the Contra code. Up, up, <laughs> down, down. <laughs> oh, here's man. the Contra code for you. But yeah, man, that's awesome, man. Like, that was, you, you got some great pickups from Gabe. I, I ended up picking up the uh, TMNT Vintage Sewer Playset, and oh, man, was I so happy to get that in my hand. But that was funny. That, that, that like, I have to tell a little story about that if... Like I was like, oh yeah, Steve's looking for the 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 playset, and like he didn't have it out. He's like, oh, I got one of those, and he goes in his little back room and he pulls out this box, and he's like, here you go, Steve. And Steve's like, okay, I guess I'm buying this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that Dave had one until you said it, Aaron. Like, no, I, I didn't. No I didn't know. I had, he had I had that. He had that one in the box, like last year, and I knew he had that one, but that one was really expensive. Um, cause it was in the box, but then, uh, but th- I didn't know what he picked up from that pickup. And I was like, oh yeah, Steve's looking for this. And Dave's like, oh yeah, let me just pull it out of my magic room. <laughs> Listen, that blew me away seeing that because believe it or not, it's only missing two pieces, yeah. actually three. It's missing the elevator. Yeah. Uh, two pieces from the elevator. It's missing the, uh, the little telescope, yellow telescope. Yeah. And it's missing the sewer lady. 
other than that, the whole thing is complete. So for the price that I got it for, it was just amazing. Yeah. Not only that, but I ended up picking Antrax, that ant, with mm-hmm. all his accessories. Uh, I got I got the uh, I think it's needle nose, like that mosquito giant writing yeah. thing, man. Yeah. Oh man, that's what I love about turtles, man. Like the thing about turtles, and, and Aaron, you me know the line goes from like 1987 to like freaking 1997. It's such a big line, man. Mm-hmm. But like it's just obscure. And the little minor details that you see on some of these weird, like, figures, like, it, it, it's just crazy. So I picked up the sewer playset, some turtles. You gave me some of the Diarugger parts for the Voltron, some Nintendo Power Man, like, and I got the NECA stuff from you, the turtle NECA stuff. Um, I picked up the Metalhead. It, like, it was a good haul. And I haven't had a haul like that since the flea market, man. I know. That's the biggest toy haul I had in the beginning of this year really haven't found anything uh you know if it's not for you you know finding me some of this neck of stuff at target man like i i i can't find and these gi joe classified series don't even get me started on those man because those <laughs> things are still hot <laughs> like, uh-huh. yeah we were talking about that before the podcast you can't find them you can't find them um i've been trying to go you know two three four times a week you know when i can um, but you know, I think I, t- I had a conversation with my wife. I said, it's not worth it. You know, the, the, trying to find them and the stress and the hassle and you know, whatever, if I go in there and they're there, great, you know, but I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't surround my whole entire, you know, block off a portion of my schedule and try to, you know, find, hunt these damn things down. You know, it's, it, it's, it's great that the toy community is, is so popular, you know, like, right. You know, I, I think that's really cool because, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, people can collecting toys were, oh, you're such a nerd. or you're, You know, it's become more mainstream to collect, yeah. you know, toys, you know. But, you know, n- now it's just like, you know, you still walk into the stores and they're empty. You know, the aisles are empty. You And, and I see this post quite a bit in a couple of the groups I'm in. It's like, why is it that every other store or sh- shelf – in the store is stocked now. The toilet paper stocked. The, uh, the 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 you can go and buy Lysol wipes. That stocked, but you the toy aisle looks decimated. Every yes. store you go into, every store decimated. Every store. And and it's funny, um, Aaron, that you say that because it's like even when I look up like some Instagram toy, um, you know, pages or even like YouTube channel, you see people doing videos and taking pictures of some of these aisles, and they're just empty. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's like, you know, when COVID hit, it was like, get the toilet paper, uh, get the Lysol wipes. Everybody's running. You know, now it's just like, like you said, oh, the food aisle's fully stocked. We got a bunch of toilet paper, but no classified GHL series. It's nuts. I, I will say the other day, t- t- the a Target by my house has been surprising me. I mean, I haven't found the classifieds yet, but I found the um, Ectotron. Uh, yep. The, the the new release of it because I wasn't able to get the original release from GameStop okay. last year. I missed that one, you know, and I couldn't find it, and I was kind of bummed. I was like, uh, but I didn't know that they re-released it. it that was kind of like happenstance. They had four of them, and I was like, oh wow, okay, you know, they were sixty bucks a pop. You know, that's yeah. retail, but like it came with the comic and it came with the two ghosts, which I don't know if the original 
release came with the ghost yeah i had the original one um that i ordered from gamestop last year it was 52 dollars, and it, it did not come with a comic i ended up buying the comic separate the first issue to that yeah but it came with slimer this one um it's already transformed in the package yeah and it comes with a comic and it comes with the new ghost muncher from afterlife okay so yeah that's that's the only difference it's transformed and it comes with muncher in the comic so yeah so so 60 bucks yeah i can see why it's 60 bucks because it was 52 a comic is like four dollars then you're paying for muncher so right i thought it was cool though i mean the way that it's displayed it's already transformed you know and it's got the picture of the ecto one on the front and the back is more like it's got the file card, you know, like a Transformers yeah. file card, you know. So I thought that was cool. So I found that, and then I ended up finding the Mando uh, Black Series figure. Nice. So the Mando with the child with the child. That's so a I hard was, one like, too to find. That's a yeah. I was one. I was like, it was just right there on the shelf, and I was like, okay. And tonight when I went, because I had to go pick up some other stuff, like, you know, some stuff for the house. But you always got to check the toy aisle when you go, you know. Oh, yeah. That's Um, priority. They had a couple Black Series. They had from from Mandalorian, you know. Um, And I was like, okay. Like, so is this going to be a thing now? Am I going to start finding these, you know, in the wild again? But I don't know. I I have my hopes up, but (laughs) I don't want to get my hopes up because – like I said, you still walk in the toy aisles and they are just decimated. It's so funny how you say like like you know like when you're running errands and you're like you know what I gotta go to Target or Walmart I gotta pick up some food or some things for the house you yeah know? and you get to the register and it's like cereal <laughs> milk bread <laughs> cheese GI Joe Star Wars Ghostbusters TNT uh, <laughs> so so you hit the nail on the head so the other night I was at. I was at Target and I found the Krang for Dave and the the NECA two pack for you, right? So, so I literally bought for myself milk, a, a gallon of milk, and one other thing. But it was like it should have been four dollars, right. right? Like, like maybe maybe six dollars, whatever the second item was. I can't remember what this. Oh, Pam, like cooking spray. Yeah. Right. So I think it was like six dollars. Cash register total was like. Ninety-seven dollars, <laughs> you know, and I was like, because the two-pack was like fifty-two, and I think the uh, the Krang was like thirty-five or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, what the hell? I went to the store for two items that cost less than ten dollars, and uh, two toys cost ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids, dinner's ready. Dad, what are we eating? Uh, we're eating some neck turtle. <laughs> <laughs> You're drinking milk, kid. <laughs> that's it. That's your, that's your dinner. Oh, that's hilarious, man. But yeah, man, that was awesome to see Dave, see uh, Sarah, um, see their daughter. Like, it was awesome to just spend time with everybody and pick up some of those toys, man. And, you know, just spending time together because we're like, in the wintertime, it's hard, man. You know, like, yeah. but during, during the summertime, we see each other all the time because, you know, the flea market. So, but it was definitely great to get together. But um, you actually ended up and I want to talk about this because I didn't know about this book. And it's called Rat Plastic. And it's about, um, it's 400 pages. It's $65 to order on ratplastic.com. And it's a pretty much collector's guide to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. But it's like, it just goes from like 87 to 97. Like, that's it. Like, it doesn't go past that. But I am definitely going to get this book, man. Because, like, I don't know. Like, it's awesome because it's not just about the toys. It's also like how they 
how they sculpted them, uh, the designing, the sketches. Uh, there's a lot to this book, man. So that was cool, Aaron, that you shared that, man. Yeah, I, I somebody posted it on on one of the forums, and I, I immediately like freaked out. I was like, okay, this is cool, you know, and and it's a. Uh, it's not like you can go on Amazon or, you know, it's, 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 it's an independent guy publishing it. And I'm guessing he's probably printing them or has an a, agreement to kind of print them as the orders come in. Right. And that, and that's why it's a hefty price tag, but you know, it's, it's hardcover. It looks amazing. It looks big. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know dimensions, but from the, the pictures that I've seen, it looks almost like a, like maybe 14 inch by like, I don't know, 12 inch, you know, it looks, it looks pretty big for a hardcover book. And then, um, the, the pictures are what in the history really intrigued me because I guess somebody posted a picture today. I don't know in the yes, have some group on Facebook, um, that they were, I guess they had photos of kind of like the unreleased and he's like, I don't want to spoil this for you guys. Cause I want you to enjoy it. But like these photos are crazy. Like I guess they had like an ET line, like mashup with Ninja Turtles. There was a Star Wars mashup with Ninja Turtles. There was all these mashups that they were gonna do that that I guess either ended up getting sideboarded or or just not not greenlit um, because there was just our you know you had Star Trek turtles, you had Apollo thirteen turtles, you had you know you had you know if there was something popular in the news, you had the Olympic turtles. You know, like yeah, you had all yeah. these different kind of sets. So. Like I was really shocked. The ET turtle <laughs> looked amazing because it had the long neck. And it was like an ET turtle. Yeah, it was. It was All fantastic. Right. I need to look this thing up right now. I'm <laughs> of my so I, I did not know there was an ET turtle. I mean, look, we all know there's there's so many Ninja Turtles. There's a clown turtle. There's a Donatello goes camping. Michelangelo gets a divorce. <laughs> you know, like there's so many <laughs> turtles, man. Like, the turtle line is just extensive, but I did not know there was an E.T. turtle. Yeah, so they had a picture of it, and I guess uh, I'm trying to find it real quick um, myself so I could just show it to you. But it, it looked it looked crazy. And I was like, was that really a, uh, you know, a, an idea? Or was that some kind of, like, concept art that was just drawn? But just the, um, like, kind of the concept of it was, was fantastic, you know, and... I, I was like, man, how many more of these unreleased, you know, kind of like prototype things are still out there or could be out there that maybe somebody thinks is like a, oh, yeah, somebody just made that in a basement, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's funny because I'm I'm on the, on the Internet right now. And yeah. for some reason, vintage turtles right now on the hot thing. I've seen the prices on turtle figures skyrocket. Yeah, I'm talking about like a, a Donatello with no weapons is going for like ten dollars. Like turtle figures have skyrocketed in prices. Vintage turtle figures. Yeah, they're like one of the hottest things right now to collect. So it's cool that you sent that book, um, Aaron, because it's like for me. We all know Turtles is such an extensive line, and to collect everything for it is it's 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 going down a rabbit hole, man. And mm -hmm. then you have like you know Hotspot, which is like a thousand dollar figure, you know. Then you have the undercover undercover Turtles, 
oh, those yeah. things go for like you know you got the super the sewer hero turtles mm-hmm. those things are up there and then you got the universal monster turtles like it, it's just it's an extensive line and there's a youtube channel called um not another retro channel that i watch and he he's a big turtle collector and the yeah. other night i'm watching it and he looks at the camera and tells the viewers like he's gonna collect the whole line from 87 to 97 and i'm like wow that yeah. is a big big task to take it is it is but i i you know but see like for me that would you have to have deep pockets yeah i mean like yeah not, now you know if you're gonna do the whole line and all the accessories because like you gotta remember each turtle figure came with like sometimes seven eight nine accessories right you know most of them came with about four or five you know um but like i mean like if you're talking about scratch you know i've seen individual accessories for scratch go for like two to three hundred dollars you know just an accessory you know and and so like you you want to talk about collecting the whole line it's doable but you better have some deep pockets yeah, man, I love turtles, but I don't know if I love them that much. <laughs> I'm not trying to be homeless. I need to eat too and pay my bills, you know. So yeah, I love turtles, but yeah, man. But uh, man, Aaron, a lot of movie news. We got yeah. a lot of movie news to talk about, man. First off, I just want to say that today I watched the original 1933 King Kong film. Aaron, have mm-hmm. you seen the 1933 King Kong film? I've seen parts of it. I cannot I cannot honestly say that I've sat and watched the whole uh, 1933 film. Man, that, that movie is action-packed. Like, first of all, um, I'm looking at my show notes right now. William, William H., um, he's the guy that did all the puppeteering, like the stop-motion effects mm-hmm. for the film. And it was just amazing like the movie uh yes the effects were were done by willem h o'brien man and for those that have not seen the 1933 kong film the movie is only like an hour and 40 minutes but it goes by so fast because like in the beginning you have this director uh, named gundam and and willem willem dunham and he's trying to make this documentary film out in the forest but he's trying to look for some heroin some lady that he needs and he finds her um her her name is Anne, and they go on this ship they get to the island and when they're in the island it obviously is called island and the island is filled with like a t-rex and all these giant monsters and once they get to the island it doesn't stop the movie's just action 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 it's it's just like t-rex uh, a t-rex fights kong then kong fights a snake kong fights a pterodactyl <laughs> one of the craziest thing that i thought for this time for 1933 which is i think it was pretty pretty violent at the time was kong kills <laughs> okay for those that have not seen the movie all right spoiler alert it's, it's from 1933 all right spoiler alert um so the girl gets gets captured by Kong. The people on the ship, which is the director, which is um, Dunham, uh, a guy named John Driscoll, and there's like six other guys. They try to go to the island to go to save her. Now, there's a scene in the movie where there's like 
four or five guys on a tree branch. And the tree branch is wedged between, like, the top of two mountains. Kong comes, starts shaking the branch, and all you see is, one by one, it's these little stop-motion, little figure guys, and as they're falling, they're just hitting these rocks. And as you're watching this, you're like, that is pretty gruesome for 1933, man. Yeah. Like, I was just like, wow, like... People in the movie theaters back there must have been shocked to see something like that in 1933. Sure. But the movie does not stop, man. And, you know, one of the coolest things is, like, at the end of the movie, like, they, they go to New York and uh, the director, uh, William H. Dunham, it's like, come see Kong, the eighth wonder of the world. And then you see uh, it's a couple. And as they're walking into the theater, the husband's talking to his wife. And he tells her, this better be great, because I just pay, I just spent $20 on this ticket. And I'm like, that's right. $20 was a lot of money in 1933. Oh, yeah. It was probably like the equivalent of like $200 back in 1933. It was probably more. It was probably, probably more than more. that. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Cause I he, mean, that, that was 1933. That was a lot of money. You know, I mean, 20 yeah. bucks, 20 bucks would get you a lot of things in 1933. Yeah, yeah, and he said it to his wife, and I found that interesting that $20 in 1933 was a lot of money, but then, like, you know, Kong gets released because, like, the, the, the reporter's taking pictures of him, and the flashes are hurting his eyes, so he just goes crazy berserk, starts climbing the Empire State Building, he has the girl in his hand, um, they get they get the, 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 the firing planes, they're shooting at him, he ends up falling, and this, to me, is the best line of the film so Kong falls right a police officer goes up to denim now denim was the director who was directing the the stuff on the island and who brought Kong back and the police officer tells him well denim the airplanes got him and then denim looks at him and goes no it wasn't the airplanes it was beauty that killed the beast and i was like whoa that was awesome and the movie just ended yeah like, look, I fell in love with this film so much that I'm buying a poster from it. I have to get a poster <laughs> of Kong hanging from the Empire State Building. Yeah. So, like, if you have not seen it, it is streaming on HBO Max right now. Um, and I'm also going to get to watch the first Godzilla because they have all the Godzilla movies pretty much on HBO mm-hmm. Max. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, I'm definitely happy that I saw the 33 I'm going to start watching the Godzilla films because this segues into what we're going to talk about right now, Eric. Yeah. And I think you know what we're going to talk about right now since we're talking about movies, Godzilla, uh, and Kong. Oh, yeah. did you see the Godzilla versus Kong trailer? I did. I watched it with my son today, and it was fantastic. Oh, my God. Okay. First of all, I cannot wait to see this. Now, it's going to be releasing on theaters and on HBO Max on the same day. Um, Aaron, I'm pretty sure you're going to be watching it from home, you know, when it releases. Yeah. Um, But, man, like, you know what's funny? I I couldn't stop laughing, but, like, when they had Kong on the ship on the trailer and he was just, like, shackled, I'm like, isn't that, like, a Star Wars barge? The barge? (laughs) (laughs) He's on a barge. Like, look at him. He's on a barge, man. And, and like, on the trailer, it shows Kong shackled, and he's just looking at his hands. And he looks so sad. And, and, and in my mind, 
like I'm like Kong probably had plans. He probably had to go grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, though he's tied up and shackled. Like, what is going on here, man? Like, like he looks visually great. Yes. The effects look amazing. And then in the trailer, you see him on the barge, and he's looking into the water, and Godzilla just pops out. Yeah. And, like, Aaron, did you see that one shot in the trailer where he has, like, that hatchet? And I yes. guess, like, that, the hatchet has um, Godzilla's, one of his um, back spines, like, uh, one of his, like, like, bones on it. So when he throws the fire breath, it's actually not hitting Kong. It's hitting, like, the... It's, it's hitting, hitting the, the, the hatchet, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when he's coming in, and that, that was the end of the trailer, when he's coming in with the hatchet, the, 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 you know, the atomic breath or whatever you want to call it, is is it's almost being because it's not going through the hatchet it's almost being absorbed into yes. the hatchet and then he's coming down and it looked like he was striking godzilla with it and to me it, it was a fantastic well done trailer i'm curious to see with everything going on and production d- during the last year or so how that how it's all going to pan out because we know with wonder woman and that kind of debacle that that was, you know, um, you know, how they're going to do it. Uh, I saw, uh, you know, this is we'll, we'll go back. I'm going to go back. But in my mind, this is where my mind's going right now. So we were just watching a um, uh, show tonight and they showed a new episode or the new trailer for the Tom and Jerry movie. And I told yes. my wife, I, I told my wife, I said, that's smart to do kind of animated movies during this time because you're getting a lot less human interaction, um, you know, exposure with COVID or money that's going to cost to test everybody to keep everybody safe during this time. Right. So like, yeah, people are getting vaccinated now, you know, like hopefully the numbers start going down drastically, the more people get vaccinated, but to produce an animated film and in Kong versus, you know, Godzilla, it is a very CGI heavy film. You know, so like, sure, there's real world things, but most of it is going to most likely be CGI. Um, So you can have people working from home or working, you know, in a office setting, you know, in their own little cubicles, developing that movie without, you know, spending the money on like COVID protocols. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. man. But I, I think the coolest scene in the trailer for me was when Kong gets pissed. He's on the boat, he's pissed, and he just roars into the water. And then, um, you know, like fast forward like two seconds, all of a sudden it's like cuts to a different scene where Godzilla's under the water and shoots that breath up and yes. hits the boat and Kong just jumps off and leaps. I was like, oh, 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 that is like, I don't know for, I and I, and I called my son over and I rewound it. And so we could watch it from the beginning. And I said, I said, buddy, you're going to like this, you know? And he was like, oh, he's like, who's the bad guy? And I was like, I don't know. Cause you really don't know, you know, is, I think they're going to say Godzilla yeah. is the, is the bad, you know, monster and Kong is, they captured Kong and brought him in. Um, another surprise was that I saw that they brought Millie Bobby Brown back. Yes, they. Yes, I was surprised by that as well that they brought her back. Um, let's let's rewind a little bit because you just said something. Um, you said Godzilla, you know, being the bad guy, and, and and what is going on there between those two guys? So, Aaron, I don't know if you've been reading like what people are saying because did you see Mecha Godzilla? He's in the trailer. 
No, I didn't see him. Okay, so let me, let me, in the trailer, I gotta Google this. Watch, yeah, <laughs> Mega Godzilla's in the trailer. So like, if you watch the trailer, there's a part where you see people running through the city, and it's like an explosion, but it's Mecha Godzilla. It's his face. He's flying in the air, breaking the buildings. Mecha Godzilla's in the trailer. Oh yeah, so, I see it now. Okay. So here's what's going on because this is what everybody's saying. So now. Mind you, I have not seen all the Godzilla movies. I'm catching up to all of them. But there is a Godzilla movie where Godzilla is evil. He's breaking everything. The people are saying, why is Godzilla breaking everything? He's supposed to be on our side. He's our savior. He's the right. one that fights all, all the monsters. Everybody's confused. Like, what is going on? To the point where even other monsters who are allies of Godzilla are like, bro, what's wrong with you? And Godzilla's fighting them. Now, this is like a 1960 movie, 1970 movie, I think. And yeah. uh forgot the name of it, but the real Godzilla shows up. And that god the real Godzilla fights that Godzilla. And as they're fighting, and he's breaking the skin, it's Mecha Godzilla. Mm. Mecha Godzilla was wearing a costume the whole time. Mm. Now, in the trailer, also. If you watch the trailer, there's a scene where there's the, uh, one of the Asian guys. He's talking and saying something. And in the background of the computer, you see Mecha Godzilla. You see, like, the diagram of him. Like, so what people are saying is that this is a remake to that movie. Mm -hmm. They built a Mecha Godzilla. And okay. they put skin on him to look like Godzilla. Gotcha. Something something must have happened where that Godzilla went out of control. Now Kong is fighting him. And and I think we're gonna see the real Godzilla pop out. Yeah. So this is this is what everybody's saying is happening in this film right now. So I Yeah, but it's all speculation, Steve. We know yeah, that. Like I mean, Yeah, I know. It's all <laughs> I, I could I could Who say knows? <laughs> I can say, you know, it's gonna it's not gonna be like a Scooby Doo movie. They're not gonna pull off Godzilla's head and it's gonna be like, what? It's Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> what? It's uh it's King Ghidorah. What it's Mothra. You know what I mean? Like there's there's I don't know. It's all speculation. I mean, I, I like I like the the enthusiast because I didn't notice that in the trailer and I saw the picture, and you can kind of see something that resembles a mecha godzilla head right. or something like that. But, you know, like, it, it, it's like I love people that try to break down the trailers and find those little hints yeah. of something, you know. But at the same time, I want to be surprised. You know what I mean? Like, I, like if, if there's a character that, that's not in it, um, perfect example, he was never on any of the posters. It's kind of a, I don't know, me and my wife enjoyed the hell out of the movie. Um and of course, I just had a blank. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head. Um, uh, no, no. Uh, no. Um, oh wow! Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's how I know I'm getting old. Uh, you know. Okay, I got it. it. It came back. Tropic Thunder, right? Yeah. I did not know that Tom Cruise was in that movie, right? His character in Tropic Thunder was such a great comedic relief and just right. something that you just didn't expect from Tom Cruise at that time. You know, I don't think he's ever played any sort of character like that before. I don't think he ever will again. 
But that character in that movie, Rex Grossman, is phenomenal. Phenomenal, right? And like, but he, like, I just remember be sitting in the theaters and watching this movie and go and just laughing my ass off because like you just don't expect it. And and we both turned to ourselves with like, is that Tom Cruise? Is Tom Cruise in this movie? You know, like so like things like that. So like going back to the Godzilla thing, I hope Mega Godzilla's in it. That would be really cool if it is. But like I want to be surprised, you know. No, same here, same here. Yeah, man, like like and you know what's funny, man? Like, like after watching the 1933 Kong film and watching, you know, Kong Skull Island and now watching this and now getting into Godzilla, I'm really getting into the Toho series and all that. Like, I'm going to start collecting Kong figures and more Godzilla figures now. There's a Neca like, Kong figure that just came out. Oh, then I'm getting that. <laughs> like, like, like I, I fell in love with the 33 film and, and I'm falling more in love with Kong as the character. And I'm falling more in love with Godzilla as the character. And that's why I'm on HBO Max watching him. And I'm like, you know, you got to appreciate that. You got to appreciate the fact that, like, these movies, you know, you know, in Japan, like, even though we know it's a guy in a suit, even though it's like miniature buildings, it's just like the way it was done, the way it was created, even watching the 33 film where it's all stop motion, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, you, it puts a smile on your face you know like somebody put effort into that you know and then you actually do get lost in, in the film like mm-hmm. oh this actually plays out pretty well man like it goes pretty good man so yeah but yeah man like I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh kong versus godzilla and, and uh did you hear the the other uh <laughs> the other uh little spoiler that people are saying where godzilla's actually at no uh I guess people are saying that Godzilla actually took a trip to Hawaii. He's on vacation. Oh. <laughs> okay. Godzilla's in a hammock in Hawaii, and he's like, hey, yeah, can I get another Corona, please? <laughs> See, like, I, I don't know. Like, I I know a lot of people hated the movie because of, like, the premise of it, like Godzilla being a mother and whatever. I love the 2000 Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. You know, like, I don't know. There was just something about that. Like, that was the that was the first godzilla movie that i watched when i was a kid you know what i mean like like i wasn't introduced to the japanese ones or you know i would say my first i remember this because i used to go over to my buddy greg's house and we would have tournaments with this game and it was it was it was like smash brothers but like worse we played uh godzilla destroy all monsters it was a we played it on the gamecube i think it came out on all the other ones that was such a fun game to play, like, four people, like, and you could pick, like, Mecha Godzilla, King Ghidorah, Godzilla, Mothra, like, you could pick all the characters, and it was, like, just kind of, like, Rampage-style, like, beat up you know, Smash Brothers type thing. And, like, that's that really was probably my first, like, introduction to, like, the old-school characters, you know? And, um, you know, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's definitely... It's piqued my interest. I think the graphics look good. I think the CGI looks amazing. Um, I guess the the last thing, and then we'll kind of move on, is uh, I guess Kong in this one, I saw somebody show like a side-by-side of kind of like the scale. I guess Kong is much bigger in this one versus like the last uh, Kong in Skull Island movie. Huh. Okay. The, um, I'm trying to think of... 
Loki's character. I'm drawing a blank. The actual uh, guy that plays him. Um, Yeah, my my mind is going blank right now (laughs) as well. Yeah, uh, Loki. Uh, Tom, Tom, <laughs> Loki. Tom Hiddleston. Good, good old Google. So uh, they had a picture of him because he was in the uh, he was in the Kong from Skull Island movie. Yeah, he. The, I guess he's standing and like looking at Kong, and I guess from like the mouth to the nose or whatever, like he's about as tall as Kong's mouth in that in that shot. Oh wow! Okay, but they're saying now like the scale is like Kong is like four times that size. So I that wow. that was the only kind of thing that I saw prior to the trailer about this movie about like Kong size is much bigger in this right. movie compared to the previous ones. Oh wow! I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to search that man. So so that's a pretty big Kong man. Like yeah. that's that, that's. Wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah, I, I didn't even hear that, Aaron, but I'm definitely going to like uh, uh, search that up, man. But yeah, I'm excited for the movie. You're excited for the film. I'm definitely going to co- get figures, man, and, and I, I just can't <laughs> wait, man. Um, you, st- you want to talk about expensive. <laughs> Freaking old school, like Godzilla, King Kongs, all that stuff, man. Like, especially the Godzillas, because Godzilla's been around for God knows, you know, 30, 40 years, right? Yeah. In the, in the 70s uh, in Japan. I mean, those old, like, Mothra, Ghidorah, you know, those old figures, those things are, are pricey. No, they are. Actually, two years ago at the flea market, um, Dave had a 1980-something Godzilla. Found him, and I found an uh, 80-something Mecha Godzilla. So I have him over here on my toy shelf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, I'm like, if I find them, you know, for cheap, like yeah. I'll collect them, have a little shelf with them. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I'm excited. Like, like I can't wait for this film. Um, it's going to be on HBO max and, and on theaters on the same day, whoever goes to the theaters, there might be two people in there. Who knows? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I would love to see it in theaters, you know, as well, but who knows yeah. what's going on? I, I, like, like who knows, but you know, speaking of more movies, Let's talk about Sony and Ghostbusters Afterlife because that's yeah. another movie that's been delayed so many times. So, yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife was supposed to come out March fifth, which was on my birthday. Um, you sound so, a little, you sound a little bitter. Uh, yes, because like I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, and I've been waiting 35 freaking years for this, <laughs> you know, for an actual sequel, and it was gonna be on my birthday. Then it got pushed back to this summer. Then now recently they pushed it back to November. Now, here's the thing. Sony is really banking on pushing all their films to theaters, whereas HBO Max, they actually been making money because they're like, hey, you know what? We're sitting on all these movies. We own the properties. You know, it's Warner Brothers. Okay, they came out with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman went on HBO Max. Today, the new Denzel Washington movie, The Littlest Things, it's it came out in theaters today and on HBO Max. I will yeah. be watching that. Godzilla, it's going to come out on HBO Max in theaters. Mortal Kombat in April, HBO Max in theaters. Yeah. You get to watch these movies for free. You know, I mean, you're paying for the service. Now, Sony... Sony is really banking on this COVID thing to be over and done with by 2022. So they 
pushed Ghostbusters Afterlife to November. But here's the problem, though, and this is what I see. Online right now, there are people saying that, you know, if you work in the healthcare industry, I'm sorry, this is supposed to be a podcast about pop culture and everything. I'm not going to get too deep into this COVID thing. But, you know, if you work in the healthcare industry, healthcare workers and frontline workers are getting the vaccine first. Some people are not getting this vaccine to August, September. So if you're going to have Ghostbusters Afterlife come out in November, there still might need, might not be some people still vaccinated by then. Well, not only that, I mean, I, and and I know you said, like, you know, we don't want to del- dive deeply into this because it's, you know, it's, it's a toy and, you know, pop culture podcast. But COVID has affected, you know, this this way of life, you know, for, you know, the past year, you know, and, and then some. So, you know, I, I feel like it, it, it's kind of ingrained in kind of the culture right now because you're trying to figure out, is it safe to go to the movie theater? Is it, you know, so like. I mean, that's my big thing. Like, even if I'm vaccinated, like, do I still want to put myself in that position to, like, go see a movie, like, next year? I don't know. You know? I don't know. I mean, it's a personal preference. But, like, you know, I think putting all your eggs in one basket of, like, the movies are going to reopen up. You know, you see, like, Reddit's going nuts right now with people buying the GameStop stock and, you know, um, buying AMC stock. And they're, you know, taking on these hedge funds and whatever. Again, I'm not getting into any of that, but like, I think movie theaters are still going to be around, but I think it's just going to be like going to the gym. It's going to be a different experience. You know, you're going to have kind of like maybe like parties, like it's not going to be a packed theater, you know, at least for the next like two years. I, I don't know. That's just my, that's my take on it is that like they, they'll probably sell 50% capacity of the theaters, you know, and then yeah, separate, yeah. spread, spread everybody out. You know, but like, I don't know. I mean, you're banking on this. You know, Sony's banking on the theaters being open in in November. But at the same time, like, okay, the theaters are open now. Like, people aren't going to the theaters, you know. So, like, so that's that's the difference is that, like, you're, you're hoping that people feel comfortable enough to go to the theaters in November. That's what you that, you know, but but I don't know. You know, because it's all it's all personal preference. But if you did like, you know, we talked about this before. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but like the Scooby Doo thing, like, okay, put it out for fifteen dollars or twenty dollars or whatever it was at the time. And there was no HBO Max. There was no, you know, you just had to it was released on Comcast or, you know, your 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 TV service provider and you could purchase it and watch it through that. Yeah. Why can't why can't they do that? You know, like that's. That to me was the coolest experience during quarantine was watching a movie that was supposed to be in theaters. I was happy. I was sitting in my home. I clicked clicked the button and I paid $20 and boom, we watched it as a family and it was a lot of fun. You know, like you're still getting revenue. You know, like how much would three people be going to pay to get just tickets like tickets for movies like you we can go to chunkies right now and tickets for movies are like seven dollars so yeah. seven times three is 21 so like charge 21 dollars to buy the movie on yes you know a, a streaming service i don't know that's my two cents well i know I mean, we've talked about this before <laughs> aaron i am definitely on your side when it comes to that because like you know here's the here 
this is what I'm thinking to myself, you know, like as now, obviously we don't run Sony, you know, we're not the president or the CEO of right. Sony, you know, but like there's, there, there's gonna come a point where they're gonna have to release these films sooner or later, because here's the thing, you know, and, and not to get into a whole business about filmmaking, but like, you know, once the movie is done, you're paying for marketing, you're paying for ads, you're paying for the people who are traveling to market this thing. You know, there's a lot of overhead costs once a movie is made. Mm-hmm. You know, so Sony's going to have to make their money sooner or later out of this. Right. You know, so it's like, are you going to sit on this property for another year or are you going to release it and stream it? And I get it. You know, like, like, you know, like Ivan Reitman's son, uh, Jason Reitman, you know, he wants this to be shown in theaters. And, and you know what? I want to watch it in theaters. You right. know, like I'm a big as a Ghostbuster fan. I want to see it in the theater. But you know, like it's it's been almost two years now. And the funny thing about it, Aaron, as toy collectors, it's been almost a year going into two years almost of Ghostbusters Afterlife merchandise. We've had the Kenner Real Ghostbusters we released last right. year. We had the Hasbro Plasma series we released. Right. We've had the Egon Spangled and Trina one like release now recently, and I don't know if you've seen it at Target. It's the Ecto one from the Afterlife, like mm-hmm. that's released. The Ghost Popper, uh, it's like a little gun, vintage that's mm-hmm. re-released. You know, so like the movie's not even out yet, <laughs> and we're into the second year of still like marketing and ads, and the movie's not even out yet. Like yeah. it's just crazy. Like like. I think I actually saw before this happened an at like an a Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer in movie theaters. Like I remember wow. sitting down and I was freaking the hell out because it was the trailer of like, you know, the 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 Ecto Ecto 1 in the in the in the garage or in the uh log cabin or whatever it was, the the barn and then um you know, it, it had the kid from Stranger Things in it. And I was like, I remember freaking out. I was like, oh, shit. And it said, like, coming 2021 or whatever, you know, or 2020 or whatever it was at the time. And, uh, like, yeah, now that I think about that, like, that was probably a year and a half ago because it was a teaser trailer. It wasn't, you know, wasn't anything right. special. But I was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I went to go see a movie and that one aired in the movie theater, you know. And here we are, two years later, still talking about this damn movie that, like, you know, should be released in two months. But, you know, they keep on pushing it back because they're they're betting that everybody will be, yeah, yeah I feel safe. I'm going to go to the movie theater. Ghostbusters Afterlife has been pushed to 2034. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it. In the afterlife, when you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! But also, like, we got the Ghostbuster re-release of the serial. Did you see that, Aaron? They're re-releasing I, the Ghostbuster serial. I, oh man, you know what? I really hope uh, they bring back the the Ecto Cooler because that would. I know they brought it back. Um, what was it? Oh yeah. I know they, they brought did. it. They brought it back, but it was in cans or something. Yeah, in 2016 for answer the call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want them to bring it back in like the the high C juice pouches, you oh, know, like that would the, be awesome. Oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> I drank so much of those as a kid. See, um, but but you know what's messed up though? 
when they re-released it in 2016, because in the 80s, they passed that law for us, us when we were kids, that you couldn't market things for kids. And remember, in the 80s, they had Slimer mm-hmm. for the exocooler on the high C. Yeah. But when they re-released it in 2016, they couldn't put Slimer on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot that children's broadcasting law thing, you know, like, like, and I'm like, oh, but I'm hoping that, like, if they do release it, we get a Slimer or yeah. something on the thing, man. It's, it's fine. Like, I think, I think it, it has to, it can't, like, if it's a sugary drink or something, it can't have, like, a, a mascot on it or something. I can't remember what it is, but like if you go buy like cheese sticks, like I get cheese sticks for my son, you know, and they got Paw Patrol cheese sticks or they got frozen cheese sticks or they got Ninja Turtles cheese sticks. And you know, it's always like, okay, but which one do you want? You know, and he's like, Oh man, I want the I want the Ninja Turtle one or you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, so they can market it for kids if it's a healthy food, like yogurts and cheeses, but they can't market it for kids if it's like unhealthy, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, I like, know. You, you say that, and like I remember getting cereals as a kid, and the cereals that I ate as a kid were probably super bad for you, you know, but it was like whatever it was at the time, it was, you know, Mario cereal or, you know, Cookie Crisp. I remember Cookie Crisp cereal. That was the bomb. Oh, you know, so good. I remember that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but like th- there was all the whatever movie came at, there was Batman cereal or there was, you know, Bill and Ted or the, I remember there was a Urkel cereal. You know, I mean, yeah. like oh, what, whatever there was, it was like, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm excited. I, I think that, you know, this year in movies should be good. I'm excited for that Mortal Kombat movie. I watched oh, that trailer the other day. Oh, man, Aaron. <sighs> OK, did you see? The small little teaser video. It's maybe two seconds. Oh, like, I saw the trailer that was two minutes. Okay. So, wait, there's a trailer out right now? Yeah. That's two uh, minutes long? Yeah. Okay, I did it's not. It's a teaser oh. trailer, but, like, yeah, it's got it's got, it's got got a, a, a bunch of uh, little hints in it. And I was like, oh, one of the things, if you hadn't seen it, I mean, it, it's, it's in the trailer. If you just YouTube it, it's, like, two minutes long. It was, like... Um, I guess if if one realm wins 10 tournaments, they can combine with another realm and basically control everything. And I'm guessing that's what the purpose of this is, that somebody's going to be, you know, win their 10th Mortal Kombat. One realm is close to winning their 10th Mortal Kombat tournament. So, like, I was like, okay, I saw I saw a couple familiar faces um i didn't see any of like the big guys that i like i was i didn't see scorpion or like sub-zero or you know like any of those in the trailer you know you kind of see like a silhouette of somebody you believe is like shang sung you know you see uh K- kano you see um uh baraka uh which i, I thought was cool because he had like his little scythes you know nice, um nice nice uh, so you, you see, you see some of them. You see somebody that you think is Liu Kang, but it looks like an older Liu Kang. It doesn't look like a young Liu Kang. They don't say any names. They don't say anything. But like, I was like, okay, like, it, but I'm excited just because, like, if you listen to the the first like ten seconds of the trailer, it's that familiar, and it's like it just it just brought me back to that soundtrack. And that first Mortal Kombat movie we had in like the nineties. Did you go 
to theaters to watch that movie. Yeah. I went to the actual theaters, and I remember my mom dropping me off with my older brother, right? And I think the movie came out, what, 95, 96? Yeah, somewhere around 96. there. And I remember, like, sitting in the theaters, watching trailers. I'm sitting next to my older brother. You see the New Line Cinema logo, right? That that classic New Line Cinema film logo popped to the screen. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm talking about this theater was packed of kids that love Mortal Kombat. Then you hear, Mortal Kombat! I swear to God, everybody lost their shit in yeah. that theater. I was going crazy, because the opening is the, the logo of the dragon on fire, and like you're just like, what the hell is going on? I'm freaking, freaking out right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I would yeah. never forget that, man. Like, like that Mortal Kombat... To me, it's the best video game adaptation film to date right now. It's that first Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. Um, I, um, Aaron, uh, speaking of that, that teaser trailer, so, like, um, they released, I just saw on this film channel, they showed Sub-Zero in the middle of the street, like, grabbing, like, raindrops, right? Mm-hmm. So they were explaining the plot. So I guess, like, there's Kano. Liu Kang, Sonya, but there's a new character that he, he's not in the video games. He's a, he's an MMA fighter, and I guess the plot of the of the whole film is that that MMA fighter, he's the audience's eyes to Mortal Kombat, so okay. we get to see everything through him. So he he's kind of like our eye. He's the one that explains everything, who, who's seen everything. You know, this guy has never been in, in, in the video games. And then mm. what ends up happening is that I guess he has some sort of sign or logo or something on his skin, or he's related to somebody. So Shang Tsung, because in that teaser trailer, Sub-Zero is in our reality. You see normal cars on the streets, and I'm like, right. hey, what's this? But I guess he's, he's going after that kid. Shang Tsung sends Sub-Zero to go after that kid into gotcha. our reality. Now this kid has to go into the Mortal Kombat tournament. So, like, I'm really interesting to see, like, how this is all going to pan out because a lot of fans are like, wait a minute, this kid has never been a character in Mortal Kombat. So, like, why are we having somebody that's never been in the tournament? Because, like, I thought it was going to be Kano, Liu Kang, Sonya, and Johnny Cage. Yeah. You know, because originally in the video game, John claude Van Damme is Johnny Cage. Because when they first made the Mortal Kombat game, Ed Boon and John Tobias, they went up to John claude Van Damme and told him, hey, we want to make a video game out of you. And it wasn't even called Mortal Kombat. And John claude Van Damme was going to be the, the main source. But I guess he didn't want it made or something with legal issues, whatever. So that's why Johnny Cage is A, a movie star, and B, does the splits. Yeah, because that was supposed to be Jean Claude Van Damme. If I remember, if I remember something, I I remember hearing something about that. It was I think it was legal issues that they couldn't use his likeness because of Bloodsport. I think because yes. bl- Bloodsport kind of sparked. I mean, because if you if you were you know a kid, young kid, and you watch Bloodsport, I can see how that movie influenced. Because it's he's almost wearing Johnny Cage is almost wearing the same exact thing as Jean Claude Van Damme is in correct. the movie Bloodsport. Yeah, so correct. like. So like it's it's you know if you took a side by side it's that same black and red yep. you know pants shirtless um, 
And so, like, I think it was something with the likeness because there was something else that I read recently that, like, I, I, I was think I was st- telling you the um, the GI Joe figure that they wanted to make uh, a Rocky Balboa into a GI Joe figure, and mm. they couldn't they couldn't because Stallone's likeness was owned by another toy company. I think I mentioned that on the, on the last podcast or maybe the one before that. And like, you know, it's funny how like these, you know, these companies take over your likenesses and it's like, really, you know, and, and the, that, so that was probably the issue. That's probably why they gave Johnny Cage sunglasses so that they could kind of conceal that it's not Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I, I remember you mentioned in the GI Joe thing with Rocky Balboa before, man, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of people don't know that about Mortal Kombat, where like John Clive and Dan, he was the inspiration in Bloodsport yeah. to this to this video game. But yeah, I'm excited, man. I can't wait, man. And, and and you know, I'm hoping that like, you know, we get to see like Reptile or like you know a lot oh, of those man, cool characters. Because that was the cool little scorpion in that first one where he freaking you know he puts his hand oh. up and that and that 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 little arrowhead comes out and is oh. like, get over here. Oh, that was amazing, man! Like, like, like that first Mortal Kombat movie was amazing. The second one, oh my god, was it garbage? <laughs> oh, the CGI when Liu Kang turns into the dragon, he tries to do the animality Shao Kang. Yeah, I'm like that movie was so horrible, man. I rather watch Little like, Drive than watch creature? Mortal Kombat. Uh, that little creature was in it that kept on scurrying around the outworld, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that movie. Yeah, because the 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 Mortal Kombat Annihilation film was, I think, because the, of the success of the first one. Yeah. The studio was like, look, we got to get one out right now, and that kind of reminds me of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first one came out in 1990. The second one came out in 1991. It was like right back to the like like, like literally a year like in between. Yeah. You know, studios were like, hey man, we got a money maker. Let's get one out right now. But we, the CGI isn't done. Who cares? Right. <laughs> the script isn't even done. Who cares? <laughs> like, that's the mentality. Who cares? Like, yeah, I think the biggest miscast um, for the second one was Raiden. Like, I, I you know, if with the guy he was in Highlander or something, oh, he played Raiden. Christopher Lambert playing yeah. Raiden. But yeah. like, he didn't even have his hat. Like, it was just kind of like this, like. I lost my powers, or I can't, my powers can't help you here, or whatever. I was like, "What the hell?" You know, but yeah, I, I, I'm 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 having flashbacks now of that second movie, and I was like, "All right, yeah." But yeah, the, 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 the first one, the, the 1995 release was definitely the bomb. But like, you know what? I'm th- now that I'm thinking about it, I bet you they couldn't use Van Damme because of Street Fighter. Oh, that's another thing, too. That's a good, yeah, because Van Damme, he was in the Street Fighter movie, man. Right. Um, which, by the way, man, you know, that movie wasn't good, but watching it now, you know, you know, it, it's it's just for nostalgic reasons. But Ralph Julia, you know, yes. rest in peace. You know that the only reason why he did that film was because I guess his daughter or son was like, Daddy, that Street Fighter, you got to do this movie, right? Mm -hmm. And he was, he was, you know, ill with cancer at the time. But, you know, Ralph Julia, he gave a phenomenal performance as in Bison. Like that last scene when he's fighting uh, John Claude Van Damme as Guile, like he gives like this whole, like, you know, repertoire theater speech 
before he's fighting him. And you can tell that he was really into this and Bison character. Mm-hmm. You know, and like going back and watching that movie and just watching Ralph Julia, you can tell like, hey, I'm doing this for my kids. Right. You know, and I think that was the last film he did because he I died. Think it was. Like, yeah, he died right after that, man. Like, yeah. you know, so yeah, man, like but yeah, that's 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 definitely true of all John probably. That's probably why they couldn't use Van Damme's likeness in the video game because he was already signed on with kind of their, you know, their big rival at the time, which was Street Fighter, you know, and Street Fighter wasn't about the blood and gore. There was no blood in Street Fighter, you know. So I remember as a kid, like my mom wouldn't let me play Mortal Kombat because there was blood in it, you know. And then the Super Nintendo version came out that it had it wasn't red blood. It was green blood because Nintendo like is a family friendly name, you know, so they put green blood in the game so that it's like fake blood instead of the Genesis counterpart, which left the red blood in. You know, it's funny that you say that I just watched this documentary yesterday called Console Wars. Uh-huh. And it's it's about Sega Genesis versus versus Nintendo. And uh you can watch it on, on Amazon Prime. It's up there or you can download it. But um so anyways, like in the documentary, they talk about that, that when Mortal Kombat came out, you know, Sega Genesis was like, look, Nintendo is this family oriented company. Like, we're going to keep the blood. Let's keep the blood. Right. So Nintendo's like, you know, because when Mortal Kombat came out, like, you know, parents were like, oh, this is too bloody or whatever. Like Nintendo was like, you know what? We're going to make the blood green, you know, and I bet yeah. you that all these parents are going <clears> to <throat> buy our, our game. It was mm-hmm. the complete opposite. So more cells were on Sega Genesis because they had the blood. Right. And I guess in the documentary, one of the marketing guys said that Nintendo was getting letters from family from family members and parents, not because the game was violent, but because the blood was green. <laughs> so yeah. like they were like, wait a minute, we made the blood green to make you guys happy. Now you're saying that you want blood in this game? Well, like because you got you got to put yourself in the shoes of a of a 1990s family. Most families either chose Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo. Right. A lot of families couldn't afford to have both. All right. So if I went over to my buddy's house and played it on Sega, and said, "Oh man, I got to get this on Nintendo," you know, like. It wasn't advertised anywhere that it was green blood. You right. know, the package art looked the same. Everything yep. looked the same, you know. So, like, you know, you go, you go home, you get your $50, you go to Toys R Us, you get one of those little cards out, you take it up to the front in their little Fort Knox. Man, I miss those days, dude. <laughs> I miss that too, man. You take you take out the little card and you go to their little Fort Knox, and then, then you give them the card, and then they give you the game because you have to pay for it up front because they, no, they didn't have the, the games in the shelves back then. And uh, and then you get home and you put it in and you start playing it and you realize it's got green blood instead of red blood. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, it's, it's ecto cooler. <laughs> it's yeah, you're you're hitting freaking ecto cooler out of everybody, you know. And it's like okay, then you know, in those days you can't return it because you opened it right, you know, just like you can now. And then you're like, well, what the hell? So yeah, I would write to Nintendo too and be like, hey, give me my money back. Yeah, man. Like, oh, man, you brought up so many good times, man. And, yeah, the Sega Genesis had the blood code, and you had to do it, like, uh, when you saw Goro in the beginning intro thing, I think it was, like, A-B-A-B-A or something like that, man. And then, like, you hear, like, get over here. And you got, like, the blood code, man. But, oh, man, so many good memories with Mortal Kombat, man. Like, 
I can't wait for this film. I'm excited. Aaron, I know you can't wait for it, man. And like, well, oh, you just can't wait. There's so many there's so many nostalgia with the original like with the 1995 film. And you know, we've kind of touched base on this and I know maybe one of these days we'll we'll do it. I mean, but WMAC Masters Ooh. was like that that show that that you know, that, I guess that was the first kind of video game you know, besides like the Mario Brothers Super Show, you know, that was kind of the first like video game fighting show that was like released, you know, yep. and a lot of those actors from WMAC Masters ended up playing characters in the Mortal Kombat film, you know, yes. like Hakeem Alston and Chris Casamasa and, uh, you know, a couple others, you know, so like for those to like, you know, kind of go over, you know, they played kind of video game characters in you know this tv show and then and then like these producers were like well these guys are real martial artists we should get some real martial artists here along with the kind of the actors to do these moves and i think that's what made that original mortal Kombat movie so special you know it's funny not like i don't know too many people that know that aaron and you bringing that up because i used to watch wmac masters on fox it was on fox and uh bruce lee's daughter was the host mm -hmm. and you know i was big into martial arts i mean like you know, I ended up doing Taekwondo like for years and it's like I love martial arts so much as a kid. And I remember when that show came out, I'm like, oh, this is a martial arts show. Bruce Lee's daughter's the host. And then, you know, seeing Chris Casamasa, Hakeem the Machine. And then it's true. Like I go to the theaters and I'm watching Mortal Kombat, the movie, and there's Hakeem the Machine and he's fighting. And yeah. I'm like, hey, that's Hakeem the Machine from from WMAC Masters. Yeah. And then like when I found out that Chris Casamasa played Scorpion. I'm like, oh my God, Chris Casamasa played Scorpion? Yeah. Like, all these guys from WFC Masters were in this film, and it was, like, awesome, man. And, like, a lot of people don't remember w WMAC Masters, man. That, that that I think that was kind of like when you and I first met and we started talking, and I mentioned that. I said, well, there's, a, there's just one show that, like, I'm big into, but, like, you probably never heard of it. And I said, WMAC Masters. And you were like, what? Chris Casamasa? Like, you, like, like, do you know who the host was? And I was like, yeah, it was Bruce Lee's daughter. You're like, oh, my God. Okay, we got we got to hook up. We got we, we to gotta, we gotta talk. You know, like, I think that's what kind of started, you know, the, like, bridge yes. that gap, you know, bet between you and I. And, like, I, you know, I collected all the toys, you know, and I got the play set and stuff like that. And, um, you know, but that show brings back such memories of, like, you know, the power meters on the side of the of the screen. Yes. And, like, that was, like, I don't know. It was kind of ahead of its time. It didn't do well, obviously. Like, the kind of martial arts thing was big in the middle, mid-90s and then kind of, like, faded off. You know, because yeah. I remember when, like, the Mortal Kombat was made, like, everybody was taking karate. You know, yeah. it was kind of like that was the cool thing was, like, everybody's doing karate, you know. Yeah. And so <clears throat> um, I I told you this a couple, you know, probably at this point six months ago, I was looking on the forums and I posted, hey, if anybody's got any WMAC Master stuff, message me. I, I sent you pictures. That guy – and like Oklahoma or something messaged me and he ended up selling me like 10 autographs from WMAC masters. Oh, wow. and the, and the more I talked to him, he said, you know, he worked at a dojo. He was really close with, um, I guess the main, uh, I don't know his name, but the guy who, the actor that played Shang Tsung in oh, the wow. original mortal Kombat movie was his like sensei. 
And so like he would have all these guys from the show and like the movie come to his dojo. It was like the dojo to be in. And like Chris Casamasa was constantly there. You know, Hakeem was there. All the guys, you know, um, would come in and he he showed me some of his autograph collection and I was just blown away. I said, how did you get these? Because like to find figures from WMAC Masters right now is really hard. But to have like memorabilia and autographs from that show is damn near impossible to find. It was filmed at it was filmed at Universal Studios. Excuse me, but like it's still like kind of one of those niche shows that like not a lot of people like there wasn't a lot of merchandise for it. So when he sent me kind of the photo cards and it's a WMAC master and it had like Cyclone and all this stuff, I was like I was blown oh. away or su- tsunami, you know, yes, tsunami. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So I got lucky enough to purchase some of his collection and he's like, Oh, I'll just throw in a signed photo of um, the actor that played Shang Tsung. And I was like, what? Like, you're just going to throw this in. He's like, yeah, I got like 200 cause he was my like sensei. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, like, thank you so much. Like dude was super nice. Um, he could tell, like, I was an avid fan of the show. So, like, you know, he knew it was going to a good home. But, like, he's like, yeah, he goes, I got I got tons of stuff. That's that's amazing, man. Yeah, that was a great show. One thing I remember about that show was um, th- that song would have to reach for the dragon star. <laughs> reach for the dragon star. They had to get the dragon star all the time. Oh, man. Yeah, it was always the dragon star. Yeah, that was like the main thing they had to get. Like the final fight was for the Dragon Star and how many Dragon Stars you can get, man. Like well, I remember you had that. To, you had to defeat the each person you defeated, right. you got you got their key. Their key. So you got a key KI, you know, and so it was like this little hexagonal thing and you would attach it to your dragon belt. And then once right. you amassed like all of the keys, then you could, you know, get the dragon star. And that was like kind of like the last shot of like the the intro was like somebody holding up the dragon star. Oh man. Okay. I'm gonna have to find some VHS. There's w- only three. There's only three. V- really? There's only three VHS? There's only, there's, yeah, there's a blue cover, a red cover, and a purple cover. Oh man, those things must be going for like four hundred, five hundred dollars. No, no, they're like they're, you could get them under twenty bucks. Oh, okay. That's not that too bad, man. Oh my God, man. We just went down another rabbit hole. I know. I know. Masters, man. Oh my God, man. That's awesome, though. Any for the, for those listening, if you have not seen WC Masters, I think you can go on YouTube and just type it in and yeah, see a couple matches and stuff. But check it out. Uh, me and Aaron, we give the stamp of approval, and we're excited to watch Mortal Kombat. And we're gonna get to our final thing right now, and this is our, our top five. And, you know, since we started with Giant Monsters and talking about all these things, we're going to do our top five monsters or characters that we would like Godzilla to go against with. So we're going to end with this top five. And, uh, Aaron, you want me to go first or do you want to say your your number five first? Uh, I'll go first. Um, all right. So this one, it, it kind of came to fruition in a movie a couple of years ago. Um it it was uh, Ready Player One. Yep. I don't know if you watched that. Good movie. So yeah. like so in the book, it's different from the movie. 
and the movie uh it had the iron giant fighting the mecha godzilla because that was kind of oh, like the, that's right yeah so in the in the book it was supposed to be uh the the big like voltron like uh i forgot but it was like oh no ultraman in the book okay. it was ultraman um but uh but when i when i first when you first sent me the okay top five things to fight godzilla i was like i would love to see the iron giant like and actually godzilla like go at it you know that would be awesome you know what's funny i didn't even think of that one iron giant versus godzilla yeah oh that would be sweet actually <laughs> oh that would be awesome man that's a good epic battle man yeah i think that'd be pretty good because you know he's got the he, he got the red eyes he gets angry and then you know godzilla's got the blasted but i don't you know i think that that would be cool you know just the the whole like concept of kind of like this you know machine versus you know like humanoid machine versus yeah. versus Godzilla. That will be that's a good one, man. I didn't think about. Wow, that's a good one. I like I like that one. Uh, um, so for my number five, uh, I went with you know something pretty simple, but the Megazord from Power Rangers. <laughs> now listen, even though the Rangers have fought you know lizard type creatures already, but I think it'll be cool just to watch like Tommy be like, all right, that's it. We need Dragon Sword right now, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 I, I think that it'll be a, a good matchup, you know, for the Power Rangers. Uh, like you said, Godzilla has the breath, uh, and you know, the Rangers have the swords, they have all that. Uh, maybe the Rangers could win because they have so many, you know, like you got the Megazord, then the Megazord can transform to. The White Tiger Zord, and then the White Tiger Zord combines with the Megazord, and then Titanus comes in. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it just creates this giant freaking Megazord. But yeah, that's my number five. My number five is the Power Rangers Megazord. So, so I'm gonna have to pass because that was my number four. <laughs> really? My number, my number, number four, four was Megazord. Yeah. Get out of here, no. man. Yeah. Every time we do our top five, we have like <laughs> something in common. Something in common, man. Yeah, hey. I thought about I thought about the Megazord coming down, and you know how they, how eventually you know first they start fighting with the fists. Oop, I hit my mic. You know, I'm getting into this. Um, first they start fighting with the fists, and then they'll call the we need we need uh, you know sword power now. And he reaches up, and the the sword comes flying down. I could just see him with that sword. But I, you know, you brought up something. I was just thinking the original Megazord. But like, if you combined with a Dragon Zord and Titanus to make Ultra Zord, I think that'd be cool. To fire all your big ass lasers at Godzilla. Whew, that would be an amazing battle with all that put together, yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, all right, so we both had that. So for my number four, I had the Mobile Suit Gundam RX seventy eight dash two, and it's that classic Gundam, the mm. original classic Gundam, man. You know, and I was thinking about it because in Japan. They have that animatronic Gundam that's like moving already, yeah. like over there, and I'm just like, man, that would be so awesome to see that Gundam versus Godzilla, man. Like, yeah, I want to see that Gundam, the original classic Gundam versus Godzilla. So that's my number. That's that's nice. what I have my number four. I thought I thought Gundams. I was gonna write down Gundam, but then I was like, nah, I got Iron Giant already. I already got kind of one robot thing, and I got Power Rangers, but like. Gun, like I thought Gundam, and I was like, man, Gundam versus Godzilla would be awesome. Like I thought it I, the, when I was when I was going <laughs> yeah. through it. So 
my number my number three is kind of it's smaller. I know it's smaller. I mean, it's still a big creature, but like it's much smaller than Godzilla. But I think the kind of the power that it has and the um, the ferocity and kind of it's like minions was like, I, I think the alien queen from the from the alien movies. Oh, wow. But I like, didn't even think of that. But picture like the alien queen with like a bunch of aliens, like, you know, because, you know, they protect the right. queen, like versus Godzilla, you know, and they could be like, you know, cutting off their own, you know, tails and like, sp- like spraying the, the acidic, you know, like uh, blood on them. And they could kind of like, I think of like the first thing that came to mind was like the T-Rex versus the Velociraptors. Right. You know, right. And so, like, think about like Godzilla with just a bunch of like aliens like crawling on him, and the queen oh. is like controlling. I don't know. That's, that that's be, my mind. Oh, that's a good one, Eric. I didn't even think of that. The alien queen, because that's a big queen. Yeah. I remember Ripley when she went against it, man. It was huge, man. Like, yeah. And oh, I think in the, uh, in the Predators movie, you kind of got a, a bigger scale. Um, when they're fighting it in the ice, you know, I forgot, I forgot who the main heroine is in it, but she's helping the predator fight the queen. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. You know, it's not nearly as big as Godzilla, but I think like her with like a bunch of aliens, you know, would, would definitely be some sort of formidable opponent. Oh, that's a good one. I like that, man. I didn't even think of that. That's a good one. All right. So for my number three, this is not even going to be much of a battle. Because one breath of Godzilla would toast them. I have the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> now, you know, like in my living room, I have a, I, I bought it from Comic-Con in Boston. An artist did Marshmallow Man versus Godzilla, and it's hanging on my wall. And it's pretty cool. Now, again, he's made out of marshmallows. You know, Godzilla's just going to have a little treat and just blow him away. But still, just to see the Marshmallow Man versus Godzilla... Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool, man. So that's yeah. my number three. I I thought the same thing. It's funny how we're on the same we're, we're always on the same wavelength. <laughs> I was like, oh, stay puff, but I was like, one breath and he's done, right? Because the freaking Ghostbusters blew him over their proton packs. But like, you know, I was like, ah, uh, yeah, that, like I don't know. But I I thought the visual was cool. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So my number two, uh, I think they 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 could take him. They took down Thanos. So I think they might be able to take down Godzilla is the Avengers. Like, Ooh. like you know, like that's a, Iron Man, Thor, you know. But you could even bring in, like, the whole, like, Doctor Strange, like, at the end of Endgame and just be, like, the whole freaking Marvel Universe versus Godzilla. But I, I kind of narrowed it down to, like, the Avengers, you know. Oh, that's awesome. Just to see, like, Captain America and Iron Man, like, and Spider... Can you imagine just Spider-Man swinging, just, like, throwing webs into Godzilla's eyes? Like, oh, that would be so freaking awesome. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, Sony, Marvel, are you listening to this right now? Can you make that happen for us right now, Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe Captain America's shield could deflect, like, Godzilla's breath, you know, and they could be behind him, and then, you know, Iron Man comes up with all of his sentries, and, you know, and then I, I thought of, like... You know, maybe maybe like Hulk, you know, like freaking because he beat that he beat that big Chitari, you know, freaking thing. But him like beating the hell out of Godzilla. Oh, that, that would be <clears throat> awesome. Oh, I'm just picturing that like I'm like a little kid right now. just picturing all the heroes versus Godzilla right now. That's <laughs> a good one. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's a good one, man. So, so for night for my number two. All right. And I'm a fan of this robot. You already know this, Aaron, is I have Voltron. All right. Yeah. So, I just want to see Voltron versus Godzilla, 
And as they're getting whooped by Godzilla, at the end, they're just like, Oh, blazing sword! And that, that sword just comes out and just like slices yeah. Godzilla. Oh, that would be epic. Oh, just to see Voltron versus Godzilla, man. Oh, that would be so sweet, man. That's awesome. But yeah, that's 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 what happened for my number two. But <laughs> here we go with our number one. I'm so curious. <laughs> I'm so curious right now to hear. I love doing these top five. Yeah. Because like I love hearing what your number one is, man. So I can't so, wait to hear this. I think I think this would be a good battle just because of like there's a major size difference, but just because of who he is and what kind of like he's capable of, I th- think that he might stand a chance. And it's just one guy, but it's the guy. It's Superman. Ooh, the most powerful is human being superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I think Superman versus Godzilla would definitely be would definitely be interesting just because you know, Superman's got the laser eyes. He's got the frostbeth. He's got super strength. He's got super speed. He's got all this stuff. But Godzilla is just this massive, massive creature, you know. And like, how how would they, you know, toe to toe, you know, how would they hold oh, on? That would be crazy. You know, Superman can just grab his tail, whip him around a couple times, and just throw him into outer space. So. Could, could he? Could he? I don't know. You know. I mean, I, like, I, I mean, unless guys massive. I mean, unless Godzilla's hiding a little bit of kryptonite in, in his inside pocket. But. Who knows, right? Maybe, maybe, God, maybe Godzilla's got a kryptonite breath that we don't know about. Ooh, you know? I know. Oh, man. You know, why don't they just do a crossover comic of that? Superman versus Godzilla. I'm pretty sure they can do that. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, it's pretty easy. But, yeah, so that that was, I don't know. That that one, to me, I thought would be the most interesting would be the Superman. But I think I think any of them, you know, I think if any <laughs> if any uh, comic books or film directors are listening that here here's some ideas just give just give us a little portion of the uh the proceeds. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. Okay, so my number one is just cute. And I don't even think Godzilla will fight him. I think they'll just be I'll just take him as his son. I want to see Godzilla versus Reptar. i like that i like that you know i was thinking about rugrats and you know reptar is like their godzilla and he's always like halt i am reptar halt i am reptar and like i think if godzilla were to see reptar he'd be like hey hold my hand come on let's go to the park let me push you on these little swings right right here man (laughs) well if you remember if you remember that episode right where they get locked in the toy store rugrats yes he fights Reptar fights Kong, uh, King Kong. Oh, that's right. They, Man, act, they activate, you know, they both activate, you know, because right. uh, Chucky or somebody activates the gorilla and like, and Tommy's like, come on, Reptar, you could do it. And he hits the button and he says, halt, I am Reptar. And they actually, so maybe yes. Rugrats, you know, a Rugrats episode kind of sparked this idea, you know. But I think I think Godzilla versus Kong has always kind of been in 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 people's right. minds. But yeah, they kind of, Rugrats did it, you know, in the nineties. Oh man, that's a good. You know what? I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that episode. That's 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 classic right there. I love anything Reptar. I actually have a little Reptar toy on my shelf, man. But man, Aaron, what like? So you know what? So I have an honorable mention because I just thought of this one. And, and, yes, please. And, and and I couldn't put it in my top five, but like there was a um, a 2009 movie. It was an animated movie, Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh, 
Yes, I remember that. Uh, so, uh, Ginormica. The like girl the, that turns the, huge. Yeah, the girl that turns huge. I think Ginormica versus Godzilla <laughs> would be would be a uh, a fun honorable mention. You know what's funny? It's funny that you say that because great minds think alike, and you and me are always thinking the same thing when it comes to these things. Because I had Ant Man as uh, my honorable mention because he can get big. Right. So I didn't put him on my list, but like he's my honorable mention. I was gonna put Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that we're thinking about like people that can turn big to fight Godzilla. So. Right. That's awesome, man. Oh, man. Oh, man, Aaron. Like, like, you know what? Like, we talked about so many things on this episode, man. We went, we talked about the Godzilla trailer, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. You know, um, we, we talked about Mortal Kombat, went into a huge rabbit hole about WMAC Masters, man. Um, you know, toy pickups, man. Like, I'm really looking forward to this year, you know, 2021. We have a lot of great things to look forward to. You know, a lot of toys coming out this year. Yeah. A lot of toys coming out this year. Um, and it, we're getting hit with toys, movies, TV shows, pop culture all around us. Um, you know, we had the whole PS5 fiasco, but, like, there's a lot of things coming out. A lot of things to look forward to. Uh, I know we're still, you know, in this pandemic world, but at least we have all these things to look forward to, even though we can't find them <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes. You know, but... But, you know, like, the good thing about it is that when you have good friends that are finding things for you, like, Aaron, you know, you found some things for me. Um, you're always looking out, and I'm looking out for you, trying to find you something. Sooner or later, I'll pop into something, you know. But this is the world that we're living in, you know. And remember, guys, like, I know that sometimes it could be frustrating where you can't find a toy or, you know, you can't watch this movie. But remember that as long as you're healthy, you know, nothing beats your health. You know, a toy is a toy, a show is a show, a movie is a movie. But you know, let, let's let's all you know keep keep staying healthy and yeah, you know, keep collecting and stuff. So, um, what about you, Aaron? Anything you want to say before we uh, come out of this this show? No, I think I think uh, you hit the nail on the head with that. You know, everybody should you know just you know don't go out of your way to to get a toy you know and don't stress yourself out i think because like i said i i was doing that i was i think that was bad for my mental health for for a little while trying to find these stupid gi joes and 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 i kind of told myself i said hey if it's meant to be it's meant to be you know and uh and you know especially in this time you know family friends health you know that that's the most important thing and uh you know, just look out for one another and, you know, we'll get through all this together. And hopefully, like you said, I hope I hope that Sony's right. You know, that Sony's Sony's betting betting the uh, the 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 mill on uh, on November being the key date to, to this kind of being over and people getting back to normalcy. Hey, you know, we've, we've gone this far. It's almost been a full year since this has started. You know, in March, it'll be a year. You know, I think we can go another eight more months from now, nine more months from now. And, you know, if that's if that's the magic date, November, that, you know, everything's going to go back to normal, then hell, I will gladly sit down in a movie theater and watch Ghostbusters Afterlife, you know. Sony, you heard it from Aaron. You guys better be right. <laughs> November, November better be the date that things get back to normal. So Sony, start working on those vaccines, not just on movies. Come on, yes. let's get the ball yes, rolling. You got the money, buy some vaccines. You know, ship ship them to, to Boston, uh, you know, Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Oh man, but yeah, man. But with that, I just want to say thank you everybody for listening. 
to the Serial Box Fires podcast, the podcast that serves you three scoops of pop culture. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube, that Serial Box Fires podcast. You can, guys can also listen to us at anchor.fm slash Serial Box Fires podcast. Yeah, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, we're also on Facebook at Serial Box Fires podcast. And uh I haven't really posted much on the Instagram page, but there will be a lot of postings coming up, a lot of toy pictures coming up. So follow us on Instagram at uh, Serial Box Price Podcast. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I want to thank my host, always, Aaron Schmelzer. And uh, we are out of here, and we'll see you on the next show. See you.